Uh, yesterday, let's see, yesterday I was uh, building a bed with Cash. So Cash needed a new bed. He has outgrown his bed uh, like exponentially. Like we, we, we left the bed kind of small because we thought it would stop him from growing. And it didn't stop him growing, it just, it just created a, a bed with a bent bed frame. So he's, he's just crushed the bed and, and it's, it was an Ikea like toddler bed. It, we were, we're a little cheap, so. <clears throat> but we ordered this bed for him and uh, we're, we're building, we're putting it together and it's, it's kind of like one of those, it's not an Ikea bed, but it's like an Ikea bed. It's, it's this big double full bed and it, it's like a hundred parts and it comes in this small box and, and you put it together with just one little like Allen, Allen key, right? It's like this whole big box of metal parts and frames and there's this one little tool. And we just start kind of going to work on it and you know, looking at trying to get the directions and this thing is complicated and it should be simple but it would make Ikea proud. And, and, it, and it's, it, it starts out with some quick progress. Like I kind of see where this is going, I see how we can do it. And then it just, it just that progress stops. Like the pieces just stop fitting. You know, we're like, oh, this is great. And then it's like, it's not going in. With the directions say it goes in, it's not going in. Screws are no longer screwing. Metal bars are falling on people's heads and toes. I told Cash, like, there's just no room in his room. Like, there's, there's stuff everywhere. It's frustrating. We should have hard hats on and like steel-toed boots trying to build this thing. And there's a point where I'm like, this isn't happening. I'm over it. I'm gonna give up, I'll just hire a handyman to build my kid's bed because I'm just getting so frustrated. <clears throat> and at some point we kind of proceed and we, we, we cross a, a moment, like kind of right in the middle where it seems like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is junk, I'm gonna kick it and, and throw it in the trash. And like we, we just get there, but there's that point, like right in the middle sometimes of something that just feels like I, I'm, I'm done. Like there's no momentum coming into it, like, no problem. And then when you hit that middle, it can get rough. And then you, can, then you come out of it and you start to feel that sort of lift out of it. But that middle is where it gets hard for a lot of us in, in a sort of a continuum of life. A project, a relationship, your finances, your goals, your health, your fitness, uh, counseling, emotional, spirituality, right? There's a, usually a momentum that kind of gets you going. And then it seems like there's a lot of times there's a dip, there's a valley. And that's where it gets challenging. That's where we can, sometimes we can get stuck. We can get stuck in the middle. But the middle is also where we find the miracle. The middle is where we find the miracle. I was actually going to talk on, uh, on giving today. I'm still going to, so you're lucky today. It's not coming. But I was reading the, the, the worship songs last night, and, and this went through that passage in Graves in the Gardens, and this idea of dry bones. And the Lord just spoke. Just yes, speak on that. Just speak on that. And I don't know who it's for today. Maybe it's for all of us collectively in some way. But we're going to go through this, this story of these dry bones and, and, and what that meant at the time, what that, may, mean, what that might mean for us now, what that might mean for you now. And it's a story in Ezekiel. 37, and it's a pretty famous passage. If you've been around the church, you've, you've heard of this vision, the Valley of the Dry Bones, and it's taking place this time, this story, it's around 586 to 536 BC, and Israel is in, in captivity to, to the Babylonian Empire. This is a hard time for, for God's people. If you read through this text, this is like, they've just been taken captive, they've lost all their rights, they're enslaved, it's a hard time, it's a very hard time. And God brings forth this, this person, Ezekiel, this guy Ezekiel, to speak for him. He's, he's, he's known as a prophet. And in this time, it's been much challenge. And it doesn't seem like it's working at all. It doesn't seem like they're getting out of this situation at all. But the Lord begins to speak to Ezekiel. And he shows him something, and it looks like this. This is uh, Ezekiel 37. He says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit, excuse me, brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. So, so Ezekiel is presumably spending some time with God or God interrupts him and, and kind of takes him up in the Spirit to show him something. He set me in the middle of the valley 
and was full of bones, full of dry bones. And he led me back and forth amongst them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, this is God speaking to, to the prophet, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can these bones live? And this is a time of, of almost hopelessness for the people. And even a person who's strong like Ezekiel would be having to have his doubts. Can we get out of this? Is there ever going to be a better day ahead? Is this just it? We're in captivity. We have no hope. We have no army. We're losing. Things are falling apart. The bones are, are dry. They're not only, only dead. They've been dead for a long time. They've been dead for a long time. And presumably, this is some battle that they would have lost. Right? Now Israel is ultimately facing elimination again. And he looks out at these bones and maybe says, wow, there, once there was a fight, once there was an army, once there was activity and hope, and now there's not. Now it's not only dead, it's long dead. It's dry. It's dry. And the Lord asked him, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Is there, is there hope here? And we look around sometimes that in, in our situation, we find ourselves in these valleys. Wherever that is for you, whatever challenge you're going through, maybe it's your, within your family, it's your neighbors, it's your career, it's your, it's your job, there's these places, your spirituality is dry, your relationship with your wife, you've lost your kids, just feels like, man, this is dry, you're looking around, this is, this is dead here. I used to have a fight. I used to see a way out of this situation, but I don't know if I see it anymore. It's been too long. And it's easy to look around when Israel, Israel needed hope and Ezekiel needed hope. And he's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see the relationships. I don't see the stuff that once was, the stuff that's never been. For you and I, the things that we used to fight for, now you're like, it's not looking good. I used to have a fight within me. I used to see, see hope. But now it's just looking pretty dry. And God asks him, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Ezekiel said this, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. You alone know. You alone know. See, Ezekiel, he looks out and says, I don't have any hope in the bones. As I look at this situation, where I'm at right now in this valley, as I look out, do I see hope in the bones? No, but I do have hope in God. You alone know. I don't see hope in these bones. But if God, if you're real, I see hope in you. And he didn't presume to know what God wanted to do with the bones. Because we don't always get to know that. But he was confident that God did know. Can these bones live? Can this life be restored? Can we get out of this valley? Can we break, break through this darkness? So he goes like, Lord, you know. You know. Because I'm looking, what I see, what I see in my life right now, I don't, I don't see it. But you know, you can do something. Then he said to me, and this is Ezekiel narrating or speaking. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord said to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skins. Kind of a crazy vision. I will put breath in you. You will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Right? In the previous verse, Ezekiel is like, deliberately leaves the matter to God. God says, hey, what about these bones? Is there any hope for them? Can we do anything with them? Can these bones live? Think about your own life, those dry areas of your life. Can it live? Can it live? He's like, I, I, I don't really know. I don't really know, but you know. And he leaves the matter to God. But here he says, in, in turn, God gives him something to do. 
He said, okay, okay, yeah, right. But you prophesy now. You're a prophet, you do something. You speak to these dry bones, right? This would have seemed like a, a vain and sort of foolish act. Oh my gosh, just, just speak it out here, Lord? This is crazy. Can these dry bones live? I don't know, God, you know. Well, God said, well, why don't you do something? Speak this out. It's like, God, are you serious? Can't you just do it? How often do we feel like we're going through a valley in a hard time, a dry time, a bone dry time, right? Looking at your, your life or your bank or your, or your, or your friendships or, your, or whatever it is, pick an area, a sector of your life, your career, looks dead dry and, and just over. And like, God, can you do something? And God's like, yeah, but I also want you to do something. I want you, you speak it out. You start to do something here. It's like, God, no, 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 God, that, that's not what I'm praying for. I'm praying for you to do it, God. God's like, yeah, yeah I hear you, but, but I want you to do something as well. But why, God? Why can't you just do it? You raise the bones. God's like, well, because I asked you, and I like working with you, and I like growing you, and I like challenging you, and I like giving you stuff to do. Right? This is a lot of times our conversations with our kids when they say, why? Well, because I asked you to. Because I asked you to. And we have good reason for that often. Sometimes we don't. Most of the time we do. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel was prophesying. As I was prophesying, there was noise and this rattling sound. These bones are coming together. Bone to bone. I looked up. He said, there's tendon and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then God said, said to him, he prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these, into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. This flesh started coming together. It, was a, it seemed like progress, like the bones are coming together, and, and, there's, and, there's, and there's flesh, and they're starting to look like something. It's starting to look like a, maybe some semblance of an army. But it lacked life. It lacked breath. It lacked breath. It lacked the spirit of God. And this is so often how we live. When we're going through stuff and things are broken and messed up, and we start to scrape things together just enough so it looks like it may be better. Well, I got this. I can fix this. If I change this around, if I just work harder here, uh, maybe I can do it. We, we kind of build it ourselves that way. But we forget about the breath. You can just cover it up. Well, it looks okay. It looks good enough from here. It's not really alive. It's not going anywhere. But at least people will think it's a, a person. Maybe, maybe they'll think it's an army. But it wasn't alive. It lacked breath. Breath is ruah here. It's this great Old Testament word, ruah. It's the spirit of God, the breath of God. The breath of God that comes from deep within God to deep within us. The breath of God. And this is the trick. This is the trick. This is what we need. This is what we, we lack if we're, not getting in, if we're not getting there. It's this spirit, the spirit of living God living in us. And we get to breathe in that promise of God. We, breathe, we sing these songs. We breathe in his promises. We breathe out his praise. And so he looks at us and speak, speak to them. Speak that they might have breath. Speak that they might have breath. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. And this is so honest, and God knows this. He knows the sentiment of his people at that time. He knows. And he knows your sentiment. He knows when you feel like, you know what? <laughs> my bones are dried up, my hope is gone, and I'm, I feel like I'm cut off from your blessings. Even though we don't say that, we say, oh, praise God, he's got it, I'm trusting God. 
But deep inside, you're like, oh man, I'm, it's over. I'm dead. I'm not coming back from this. God knew. These are the bones of the people. They're saying our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, we're cut off. And you know what? God has compassion there. He, he's not bringing down fire. He's like, you faithless people, getting all dry on me. He's like, all right, let me breathe some life into you. He says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open up your graves and bring, bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. And you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. He speaks his promise out, his promise to the people. He's like, I know it looks hard here. I know it looks difficult, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to step, step out. Don't be afraid to make some changes. Sometimes we get in these, these, these spots in the valley and it feels so difficult that you're afraid to do anything else. So you don't want to make it worse. Like, well, if I just, at least if I just stay here, can't get any worse. We can't live, live in that, those places of fear. Right? So often in our men's groups, we've been, we've been talking about this careers that's been a challenge in this season. There's people in these valleys. Some of you guys are here now. You've been in these valleys of dry bones. And there's this tension like, well, maybe I should just stay here. It's killing my soul, but maybe I should just stay here because just in case it gets worse. And it's a scary place to be because you don't want it to get worse. But we've been standing together as men and, and encouraging one another on. But you cannot live in fear. You'll, you'll forsake the best parts of life. Right? There's opportunity. God's heart is not for you to be seated and bring Ezekiel in him to leave him in that valley of dry bones. He brought him there to speak promises and hope. And too often for you and I, we look at these, these, these dry valleys, of these bones, these broken parts of our life, these, these wrecked relationships, these challenges in our, in our careers and finances and with our husbands and wives and with our, with our kids and our neighbor and all this stuff. And we have lots of complaining to do, right? School, whatever, figure it, fill in the blank. Something to complain about in our lives. And we can spend a lot of time talking about our problems. We have, we have to keep up on one another in our groups. We spend a lot of time describing our problems. Here's what we need to do. Start declaring the promises. Start declaring those promises. Start declaring those promises. God did not bring Ezekiel there to die. Did not bring him there to show him, hey, this whole nation's over. So he brought him there to speak promises. Brought him there to speak promises. And that valley is deep and it is in the middle. And this season for Israel feels like the middle. It's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing happening. We had some hope and now we don't. That's often where the miracle takes place. It begins to take place right in the depth of that valley. Right when things are, are, are looking the worst. And nobody wants to get there. You don't want to be there. We don't want to have to get to that place for the miracle. That's a lot of times where it shows up. And right when we're about to give up, can these dry bones live? Can these dry bones live? Remember, worship team come up, kind of close out and sort of meditate on some of this. Right where you're at. Right where you're at. There's areas that maybe you've forgotten about. Maybe there was once an area of your life that was vibrant. Maybe it was a heart for, for worship or something in the church. Maybe it was caring for other people. Maybe it was a, the, the text. Maybe it was leading your family. What are those areas? It's, man, that's just kind of dried up now. That's dried up. Like God wants to deliver you out of that. When we get together and we talk about our, 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 our challenges, 
We did this in men's group a couple of weeks ago. We get together, we stand by one another, and we declare for one another. Because sometimes you and I, we're not strong enough to declare the promises ourselves. We know it's there. We know God has more for us. We know God wants better for us. But you're like, man, I'm so beat up. I'm so dry. And that's where someone stands next to you and says, all right, I'm going to declare it for you. We're not going to live like this. We're not going to live like this. We're not just going to manage these broken, dry areas. We're not just going to manage our lives as they fall apart. No, we're going to declare victory over those areas. Because God has promises for us. It's a full life. It's an abundant life. It's a good life. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your stories, God. Lord, I don't know who's here just feeling like, yeah, that's me. I'm sitting in a valley and it's dry and I, I don't know how to get out. I pray the Lord would speak to you as we close out today. I pray the Lord would speak to you. Those of us who maybe are in a good place, I pray that the Lord would speak through you to those who need to hear it. That we may stand by one another, Lord. For those who are too weak to declare victory over their own lives, Lord, may we stand in the gap for them. Declare your promises. Lord, I pray an alleviation of just pain. I just feel there's pain somewhere, Lord. I pray an alleviation of that pain that you begin to lift that up. Release that pain, Lord, right now. We love you in your name. Amen. Just going to stand up as a team and kind of worship together.